there's this next level that wants to come in right now. And it, it feels so big as though I couldn't quite hold it before. Everything is being revealed as I keep saying yes to it. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. And I am saying welcome back because we are in part two of the episode with Kristen Stewart. So if you haven't listened to part one, you're going to want to go back and do that. Welcome again, Kristen. Oh, thank you so much. It's so great to be back and to be continuing the journey of this conversation with you. Yeah, I feel like as we were, you know, gearing up to wrap the first episode that we were recording, we both felt like there's more here. There's more beyond, you know, the story and what you've shared so far of your journey and wanting to bring this into present, you know, into present day, into this present moment. And you know, where you're at now, how this has affected your journey these past few years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking back a decade ago, a decade plus, it really was what led me into the work that I am doing now. It propelled me on this path in my human for my soul and has brought forth the most incredible experiences the most incredible embodiment of these teachings and to feel so ready to walk women home to their soul truth. I like feel that so deep inside of me to walk women home to their soul truth. Yeah. And I remember a couple of years after, yeah, it would have been about 2014 and I mean, my coaching practice actually started out of women simply started coming to see me. Uh, once I started working again, I couldn't work for about a year. It took a, a while for my, uh, my body and energy to, you know, to heal and come back. And then women started coming into my world and dealing with burnout, dealing with, you know, navigating some really deep journeys in their lives. And it was in 2014, I remember feeling you know, as I was supporting women on their, their journeys, it was like, I really feel like I can meet anyone where they're at and walk with them to where they, and I'll use the word need to go <laughs> because, you know, need desire, we can play with those words, but it's so powerful to go to the edge in, in this, you know, to have gone to the edge in this way in my life and the, the reflection back as I look and feel the remembrance of all of the feelings and ultimately coming into this very powerful embodied 
knowing of what is the power of love and that this is the greatest gift that we've got to give, that we've got to share on this planet. And this is what is shifting the collective. It is shifting consciousness. And when someone feels the purity, the pure love frequency dramatically shifts the way that, you know, they interact in their lives. Like we, when we feel that love from somebody, it's truly the feeling of limitless. Yeah. And I think it's when we feel that love, when we feel that love from somebody, when we give that love, when we are that love, when we truly know that it's like, we, we are the source of love. Like we are the frequency of love. And as you're bringing this forward here, like the the timing, of course, I was on one of my mastermind calls earlier this week, and it's a business mastermind. And one of the women came forward. She's like, I really want to have a conversation around love earlier, a couple of days earlier in the box where she had asked me and I had, you know, recommended a book to her. And she's like, I've just like listened to it before this call. And she's like, I want to have a deeper conversation around love. And it was like the conversation that all the women in the mastermind, like needed, wanted to hear. And like, no one had an idea of like the transformation that would come from this conversation. And yet it was immediate, you know, it was immediate. The the messages I've received after was like the shift in frequency, the shift being felt. And I think you and I talked about this on our first podcast together, like in the beginning for me, that felt like so simple, you know, that's so simple, the like return to love, like being in love. And yet this is for me, for so many women that I've walked with, like it just opens up the field to everything. And one thing I know you and I very much share in common when you talk about, you know, these, these walks and the depth, like women come into our world that have taken deep walks, that have taken deep walks to the edge, who are willing to take these deep walks. And when I say deep walks, it really feels like into the depth of who they truly are. Absolutely. And I feel like we've entered this time now where it's, in many ways, it's not not an option, right? There's no longer a skimming of the surface to come into the feeling of fulfillment on this human journey with the soul that is coming alive. Like the soul will will keep speaking, will keep knocking, will keep sending messages until we are fully paying attention. And so usually, you know, this is when there's various levels of this, the smackdown that occur. Um, but all of it is, is like the prompts, the whispers of the soul get louder and the depth is where the richness of this life is extracted from. Yeah. And I, as you say, like the smackdown there, like, this is what, this is the analogy I always use when I say like, you know, my spiritual smackdown coming forward was like, I can see now. And I mean, I knew it at the time, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really have my eyes open to it. It was like spirit, God universe was like, they're knocking on my door, like time and time again, like there was so many nudges, the soul whispers. And I was like, Oh, let me just close that door in their face. again. let me just close that door. And I wasn't willing to go there. I wasn't willing to take this walk. I wasn't willing to go to this depth within me. And when I say go to the depth within me, like truly what I wasn't willing to do is I wasn't willing to open myself up to the depth of my love. I wasn't willing to open myself up to receive love in that capacity, to give love in that capacity. Like I was really like, this is where I was holding back. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And the heart is, is the portal. The heart is the portal to truth. The heart is the portal, the compass guiding us and is the, you know, is where the divine flows through and from. And I feel like I'm feeling prompted to share this little story about uh, it was when my grandmother was, when she was still alive, she transitioned in 2016. And when she was alive in her, the later part of her life. So she was in her late nineties, she started to get dementia. And any time any of the family would visit her, you know, she would be confused and like this, this was signs of her dementia. Yet every time I went to visit her, I, you know, would go in and sit with her and this path of the heart is, it's been the core of my work for the better part of two decades for in, in many ways. And I would sit with her and I would literally just see her as this innocent young woman within my grandmother's being in body and like feel, send the hugest stream of love into her and her and I could communicate without any signs of her dementia. I remember thinking, you know, this is this is the medicine, right? When we can hold someone in the highest, you know, see and hold someone in the highest frequency of love and of who they are on a soul level, the energy that we are sending there, you know, as we know, like we're we're interacting with this energy. Whereas family, you know, is coming in with like the, you know, feeling of, of fear and and concern. And that I felt was interfering with her energy. The last thing she wants to feel, especially as a, you know, a stoic German woman was feeling someone feeling sorry for her or that something was wrong. And it was like, we can hold the frequency of love so pure and so steady and watch the way people can receive that in their nervous systems in the energy field and it's like it's this heart to heart communication going back and forth so when i hear you say this what comes up for me is like you say like we can hold this frequency of love this soul to soul communication through love and yet it feels like it's our most natural method of communication. Like love is our natural language. And there's so much resistance. There's so much resistance into letting that love pour in and pour out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the guarded, the guarded heart, the protection, right. Of, I think we're, you know, we're unwinding. So there's each individual, each human's personal journey with the ways of the heart, the ways the heart has been pierced before um, experience betrayal and the the layers build up the layers of protection to not feel the the pain again. And then we can find ourselves not allowing love. in when we're in deeper and darker parts of our journey, you know, it's, it's also difficult to allow joy, but what we're doing is inhibiting our capacity to feel on a deep level. I also feel through a lot of what I've been, you know, working with, with clients and in the Akashic records and just what is shifting and plugging into in consciousness right now that like we're unwinding on a, a cellular DNA level, a, it's like very deeply, deeply rooted 
collective consciousness programming that caused the heart to come into this place of guarding. And then it's that's overlaid by whatever our own individual experiences have been. Then there's lineage pieces as well. And so it's like the higher frequencies that are coming into the planet right now are really helping what I see as this, this powerful purification process, purifying us to come into a embodied frequency of unconditional love of where we are returning to this, the oneness. Once again, we're remembering we all come from one and we're returning to this as we allow it's, you know, we talked about like laying down the warrior swords and allowing ourselves to feel. And it's like, can we look at every human through the lens of the highest? Because what that does is it it shifts. It, this is what is shifting the energy as we're unwinding any ways we, we learned to be separate, live as separate. And, you know, th- the lens that comes up around judgment or, or competition or any of those pieces that have been anchored into consciousness for thousands of years as we literally are dismantling the patriarchal energy, ultimately. Now, I find it just so fascinating, this like very collective experience, I would say, of you know, feeling the need to guard our heart, to put up these protective walls. Like for myself, I know I was having a conversation again with, with a different mastermind earlier this week as well, but around, you know, love. And I had shared and and I had shared in there, I was like, gosh, I was like so resistant to love and not available for love. And my heart was so closed off and guarded, like literally seven years ago. So like definitely 10 years ago. And, you know, a couple of my clients, like, I just can't even imagine that version of Jack. That's like, not just this like outgoing, like pouring, like love into everything this bubble of love and emotions. And what I said was, you know, at that period in my life and like, like for, I mean, as long as I can remember, to be honest, like having these guards up around my heart was the avoidance of pain was like, if I don't let love in, and I don't think I consciously thought this, but this is what I felt looking like in hindsight, if I don't let love in, then I also don't have to let pain in. It was like, you know, if I don't experience love, then I'm not also going to experience the depth of pain. So it felt like putting this barrier up allowed me to be safe, you know, allowed me to avoid that pain. And even as I look back, like, I, I mean, I had a very I'm going to say normal childhood. Like I had a very happy childhood. Like there's not like a moment where I can pinpoint and be like, oh yeah, that's like where I would put this wall up. That's like why I shut my heart down. And yet it was very true for me. Yeah. And you know, when I look back, I had an incredible childhood, you know, growing up um, playful. I was, I was always, you know, that little ray of sunshine running around and, and live that way, you know, I think you and I shared, I remember in a a post that we both, you had commented on, you're like, oh, that sounds like me, you know, where we hit sort of the, the teenage grunge era that, you know, the shift. And I do remember a shift away from a carefreeness in my life into, it was like starting to experience denser and darker feelings at that time. I do remember that. 
and this is when I really think things started to shift for me. Um, I also know personally for myself, I, you know, a lot of what 2012 brought to light for me was where I was still running from trauma and it was sexual trauma that I had suppressed from a decade prior, actually suppressed to the point that I had actually forgotten about it. And so this was going on beneath the surface and had created certain patterns within my life. And so, yeah, it was like a perfect storm that opened it all up. And there was, you know, deeper and deeper layers of healing that were required and that have still been, you know, ongoing over this last while as well in recognizing, wow, there are still trauma patterns that were hooked in that were at play within me. Mm-hmm. Play is probably not the right word, but that were operating. There was still, this was still interfering. So that's been really, you know, it's been uncomfortable and of course, illuminating and necessary. And I, I remember saying to someone, I was like, you know, you, you can run, but you can't hide. And what I had done was, you know, threw myself into the mountains. So I was sexually assaulted and, you know, threw myself into the mountains to get strong. And like, this is when I was living, I just moved to Canmore. It was an employer and that had broken to my room. And anyway, that experience for me, I lost my voice the the guilt, the shame that somehow it was my fault. His wife and young children were, you know, in the house and I was renting their Airbnb room. And it's like, um, this just is not going to be my reality. And it was like, that's when I pulled out the swords and threw myself into the mountains at the same time as I had met my husband. And it was, you know, turned into a life of um, rock climbing, ice climbing, alpine climbing. And it was like, just like go harder, push further. But ultimately what I was also doing. So not only getting very comfortable with a life of adrenaline, but I was also running from trauma that eventually needed to come to the surface, be revealed to be healed. Mm, I feel that so deeply. And I feel like as I shared, you know, the avoidance of pain, it's almost like we can chase pleasure to avoid the pain or in your, you know, throwing yourself into the mountains ultimately, you know, to avoid the pain. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get so strong. No man will ever do that to me again, because unfortunately in my life, there had been more than one experience of sexual assault. And you know, it, it is, it's, it's like, oof, okay. The, the shield came up over the heart and it was that a very, you know, moving into a very, for me, you know, masculine warrior mode of operating in my life, very, very rigid, very strict, but it was, it, again, it was, I don't, I don't want to have to go in and feel this. I don't want to have to feel any of this. Let's see if I can cover it up, move it aside. And I'll just, chase yeah the pleasure chase the adrenaline chase the high that i get out in the mountains um and until it's like no this this needs to come through because if this heart is here to be 
to be this, this portal of power for me in my life, in my work, and in the way that I desire to live is just to live full heartedly and be remembered for that. You know, is I want to love as big, bold, wild, and free as I can. And this is, you know, what I feel I'm, I'm here to share as a part of my mission and as part of this human walk that we are on here. I love that. I want to love big, bold, wild, and free. Like I so deeply feel that as well. And I want to ask you a question right now. And I feel like this question is going to feel like, where did this even come from? <laughs> and <laughs> because it, it it kind of is like, feels like it's coming out of nowhere, but it's the second time in this conversation, I felt called to ask you. So I also trust that there's, you know, there's, there's something in this conversation that's been brought forward to, for me to ask you this, but you had said earlier um, about the Akashic records. And I've obviously had numerous chances to have the gift of you diving into the records with me, for me. When did the records start to open up for you? Mm, I love this. I just got a little shiver up my spine as we started to talk about this. So it was in 2011. I was on my first trip to Peru. I was in Peru for the first time in the Sacred Valley. I was there for if the, you know, if the dates mean something for those that are listening, I was there literally with my mentor yoga teacher at the time for the 111111 portal. So we were in the Sacred Valley at that time. There's a whole piece of higher dimensional pieces that came in, uh, you know, what was going on with certain star systems, star families, consciousness, the divine feminine. This is, this is a whole thing that, you know, there is a history to this date. So there was that part of it, why we were there at that time. And then for me, I literally, I started to have flashbacks and it was like, I was continually walking through what felt like movie flashbacks of other lifetimes. And it was, I was like, what is going on? Like, where is this remembrance coming from? And it, I was at Machu Picchu and I was hiking up to the sun gate and I kept having these flashes of me as a little girl skipping, literally skipping up to the sun gate to greet my, my Incan father coming home, like coming back to the site basically. Right. It's like, wow. And then I would have these flashes and it was like, this, this is the Akashic records. And then I wound up going into studentship with a mentor to work in the records. And I, you know, I only saw it as something initially for me to, to understand for me, I didn't mm -hmm. plan to share my work in the records, but I, I began working in them. And for myself, my healing journey, understanding why certain patterns were happening where there were deeper connections uh, in past lifetimes, other timelines to what I was experiencing in this one to support, you know, clearing of whether it's karmic relationships, karmic patterns, and these different remembrances that my soul was tapping into. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why even I was called to ask you that, like I had this feeling that you really were going to say like, you know, right before 2012 or right after 2012, like, and I'm just like, do you feel like there's any 
connection here in, in the records and the records opening up for you and, you know, your experience in 2012? Absolutely. I feel it was all divinely connected and and orchestrated. So what happened prior to 2012 from Peru, I had a Kundalini awakening. I was, I've never experienced ecstasy or bliss like that. (laughs) Um, It was like I was walking in oneness for days while I was in Peru. It's like pure merging with source. It was definitely otherworldly. And then I was coming back to Canada to open Sacred Roots Yoga Studio, right? And so it was like there was this Kundalini awakening, spiritual awakening at the same time. And then I was also taking a big leap in my life, launching this this dream to open a yoga studio. And everything happened very, very quickly my nervous system was not prepared to hold that energy. Like I literally remember coming back to Canada and this is interesting. It's coming through. So I trust it's, it's meant to be shared. I remember flying back to Canada landing in Calgary and it was like thudding down several levels of consciousness is how it felt as though Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, we have a lot of work to do here as far as, elevating consciousness, like compared to the vibration that I was, I had experienced in Peru, the sacred Valley. I mean, the land vibrates so potently there, so high there, of course. And then, you know, there was this rapid, it was like, I felt like superwoman. I remember saying this, how is it humanly possible that I am doing all of the things I am doing? And so tapped in to all of these streams of consciousness And of course, I mean, that's not sustainable. It hits a point where it's like, this is not sustainable at all. But I was, everything was opening at once from my channels. Like all of a sudden, everything started channeling in more and more powerfully. I was launching a business that was a huge leap. I then, like everything sort of wound into a very rapid, accelerated path. And then into a perfect storm. And I know in the in the shamanic world, they often consider the state of psychosis, which is where I ultimately found myself uh, in 2012, as I'd mentioned before, as the initiation, as an initiation. And I knew that one, I I had work, <laughs> I had various layers of work to do, but I also know that I I felt like I broke my psyche open to a new level of tapping in. And then eventually when I walked myself back, healed my brain, um, you know, and the psychiatrist is like, tell me everything you did. How did you come back? And I remember in that moment knowing that everything was really going to, going to start shifting and, my work that had primarily been as a yoga and meditation teacher and personal trainer and hiking guide, <laughs> manifesting generator extraordinaire over here. Um, yeah, I'm like, tell me you're a manifesting generator with it. Tell me you're a manifesting generator. <laughs> um, but it was all of a sudden, yeah, I was 
tapping into the records and and getting doing like seeing people's timelines and seeing people's soul journeys and literally remembering like I I would start to feel the energy of this spiraling open ever more. Interestingly enough, I didn't feel and maybe I'll say like prompted or if it was confident or I'm I'm not quite sure perhaps residue of fear, but I never felt called to do anything with their records for anyone else until 2020. I literally felt like the universe like nudged me out on stage and said, now you must share this. And that's when I started to open up sessions with others. And I feel like that's around the timing that you and I came into contact with each other as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, I believe it was the summer of 2020. Oh, the summer of 2020. Yeah. Cause I think it was right around, I remember it being right around the beginning of you opening up those first spots in the, in, in readings and going into the records with people. So here we are. Okay. So we've kind of jumped to 2020. I was going to say, you know, here we are, you know, 11 years after 2012. Like, did I do the math right? Yeah. We're 11 yeah. years after that. Right. <laughs> Like where I need, I mean, I know that you're at a very pivotal point in your journey right now as well, in terms of your business, your calling to, you know, step even deeper into owning who you are and your voice and your medicine. Can you give us a bit, like kind of update us on where you're at now in these past couple of years? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, in 2020 there, you know, I, I literally started to receive strong prompts from the universe, start meditating in the light of the rising sun. You're going to be receiving codes, light codes that are going to support the, you know, the expansion of a consciousness and ascension. And it was following these prompts. And then it was this, you know, it's time to bring sacred femme alive, right? Like this literally it was, okay, you're going to launch sacred femme. And it was pretty, it was, you know, 10 years later from sacred roots or just under, I launched sacred femme in November of 2021 and felt like there was this, this, you know, community movement of women supporting women, stepping into supporting them on their awakening. I'd had a client, she said, you know, you're, you're ultimately a midwife of awakening. Like that's what I feel with you. And you hold the divine mother frequency so powerfully. And, you know, the divine mother had just started channeling through me six months prior to this prompt to launch sacred femme as a brand. And yeah, everything started to move we know very organically and and synchronistically launched Sacred Femme November of 2021, November 11th, and then literally started to feel a, a transition at the end of last year of something else wants to come forth. I went to Egypt in November of 2022, had a very, very powerful experiences, had you know Mary Magdalene coming in literally sitting her and Yeshua sitting with me in ceremony in the King's chamber, which was a a very powerful life-changing experience and receiving all of this, what felt like this 
transmission straight into my 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 being on union sacred union and and i f- felt like i needed to go into a like the deepest integration space. And this is what this last seven months has been is a really powerful integration and feeling like I was coming to completion with aspects of what I had launched with Sacred Femme as a brand and feeling this desire to bring it all over to Kristen Stewart again. And starting to shift to the way that I was holding spaces and bringing back, I would say, more focus. I, you know, it it was like, I started to move away from the focus on the work I do as in energy healing. And, you know, the, the spiritual mentorship piece has always been here and it's really been my path for, for 20 years, but I felt like I started to get distracted a bit and I was being prompted back on to what, feels like the next up level, the next upgrade. And there is a part of me that's like, why, why am I constantly changing? You know, it feels like changing directions and at the same time being in such trust to following the prompts and moving with the energy. And it it feels like I'm literally emerging now from what has been a very potent steeping in the light code work, the light work that was, you know, part of this Egypt retreat I was on, the messages I was receiving from the temples, the channelings that were coming through with the different goddesses, especially goddess Isis and and Sekhmet. And it's like, there's this next level that wants to come in right now. And it's felt like void space for quite some time. And now it feels like there's a, there's a coming alive and I'm following the energy. And that's where I really feel I've, I'm at right now. And it, it feels so big as though I couldn't quite hold it before. You know, it was like going through another round of aspects of initiation and rebirth and f- really feeling the the power of more collaborations and there's there's a lot of projects that are wanting to to come through that needed spaciousness and for me to reorganize the way I was I had set up my business and also drop into the trust space that everything is being revealed as I keep saying yes to it I absolutely love this for you. I love being a witness on your journey. And this really, for me, what it feels like this step, like this deep step into your truth and your power in this like claiming of everything that you are and that you do and how you're leading and teaching and where you take women to that. It's like really in this claiming of it all happens in your personal brand, like it all happens with Kristen Stewart. Yeah. So it's exciting. I mean, the transition where I'm in it right now and, you know, there's always that part that's like, ah, (laughs) and then, you know, take the leap because that liberates the energy of, of what is coming. And it feels really very exciting, very exciting. And I feel that too. It's this, right. It's this energy. It's that leap. It's that excitement. And also with that leap, I feel this pure energy of freedom 
of truth. And again, like rooted in trusting, like trusting that you are being guided, trusted that you are being led, trusting in the deliverance and and the message that you receive from within, from your soul's guidance. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been truly, you know, it's so rich to look back and, you know, there's this, this part of us, you know, speak for myself, this part where it's like, wow, what an epic journey and what an honor to be here at this time in this way, you know, so many lessons and, and teachings and, you know, navigating all of the, the waves, the ways of expansion, the ways of contraction and recognizing, you know, this is what is, is taking us ever higher on the, the ascension spiral on this evolutionary journey. And I'm, I'm here for it all in. Yeah. Here for it. And like, what a time, you know, like what a time to be here and to be alive and to be leading in this, you know, today, as we're recording this, the day that we're recording this podcast is the final completion chapter, the closing in femme. I just hosted my last call inside the rebellion in that space. And one of the conversations that we, that was really like brought forward was like, how incredible, like that we have these spaces, these spaces to connect, these spaces to go deep with each other, to hold each other in love, the ability to show up and share our truth and not needing my truth and your truth to be the same, but but being able to share our stories and share our journeys and to connect in this way and to be willing to be the ones that are willing to show up here to do, you know, what I call the hard work, the hard work of recoding of, of coming back into this truth of who we are. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I, you know, I started to feel into what is the vision for the future? You know, I'm, I'm turning 48 next month and I really, you know, really had to get honest with myself of what do I want it to feel like and look like? And I realized that there were my original, the vision has shifted and that feels so good because it, it it's in that soul honoring of the vision gets to shift and I get to shift with it and move with it. So long as I'm following and honoring that, as one of our beautiful mentors, Melanie says, you know, the sky isn't even the limit. There's, we keep moving with the knowing that is alive within us and, and following that no matter what. Well, I feel like this is like a perfect to come to completion in this conversation, because also as you were talking there, and as you said, you know, I mean, this was a while back when you were talking about being in Egypt and bringing in Mary Magdalene energy of my divine feminine Oracle deck was sitting beside me and she was just looking up at me. And I was like, I'm just going to like pull a card here as you were talking. And the card that I pulled is Sarah Lacalle. And it says, I've arrived. And when I read that, I was like, but it doesn't feel like I, I read this for you and it's like, I've arrived, but it doesn't feel like you've arrived at this final destination, but it's like, I've arrived. I'm where I will always be in love. And of course, so and beautiful. Of, of course, bring us back to love. And I feel like there's a powerful message in this for all of us. Like, I feel like I pulled that card when you were speaking and it brought in your energy and just to read even deeper into this, what I want to share for everyone listening No matter who you are or where you are, St. Sarah's love is the kind that reaches you. There's nothing you need to perfect 
to perfect or prove. There's nothing you need to wait to become. There's only the deep abiding truth that love is not outside of you. You are never an outsider to love. You are love. St. Sarah is the ultimate love card, the one that whispers what you've always known, that love is our true purpose and our only true home. Love is where we will all arrive. No matter how persecuted, how lonely, how outcast we might feel. No matter how long it has been since we felt loved. St. Sarah is the healing that comes when we embody love again. She is here to welcome us back to the singular destination we actually never left. Home is only ever as far as we allow ourselves to be separate from the space of our own heart. Mm, That's it right there. That is it right there. It has been such a pleasure to have this two-part conversation with you to be able to, again, dive in. Thank you for sharing such a powerful, beautiful, vulnerable story with us, your experience with us. Thank you for coming back today to have the second part of the conversation, the conversation that I feel like was ultimately meant to be had between us to really bring in this energy, this rooting of this energy in love. Mm, Thank you so much for the invitation. It's such an honor to be in this shared space with you and for the space you hold here, Jack, it's incredible. The conversations, the stories, and all of those who get to be a part of what you have created here. It, it really is rippling out in so many ways. And I want to thank you from the depths of my heart. This feels like a beautiful full circle. You know, it's like, there's been such a gorgeous journey that we've been on. Oh my gosh. It has been such a beautiful journey. And again, like, I mean, it's, it's been a few years and still feels like just the beginning. I'm so excited to witness and to watch things unfold for you as you step into this next chapter, as you release sacred femme, as you fully embody all that you are within Kristen Stewart. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the gift that you are in this world for sharing your medicine here with us today. I feel so deeply honored. Mm, Thank you so much. Love. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.